<clears throat> Flimball. Okay, go ahead. He posted some. Uh, Get it under control. I took three Tums. Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman. If this is your first time listening to us, first off, thanks for checking us out. We post episodes every other Friday, and they include in-depth discussions on new issues, recaps on past issues with friends that have never read it before, and we talk about comics that tie into Invincible Universe, and talk all about all the news that hits, including the recently announced Invincible movie. And stick around after the new issue discussion, where we do another fan spotlight, this time with Rob Hagemeister. So if you want to message us, uh, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Now, this episode is going to be all about issue 135, which was just released last week, April 19th. Uh, joining me to talk all about that one is TJ. What's up? And Bill. Hey, everyone. First off, a couple news items. Uh, the Chicago convention, C2E2, was just last weekend. Uh, what does that stand for, C2E2? TJ, do you know? Mm, no. C. I feel like I I, I, hit, I do know, but I forgot what yeah. it was. Comics I 2, because it it's 2. Mm. Comics 2. E- e- entertainment. C- oh, it's C2E. Uh, no, it's... Comics um, to Entertainment 2? It's <laughs> CC. It's Chicago Comic Con C2. And then two Chicago. E's. So it's C C E C C. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. C-C-E-C-C. All right. Well, regardless, uh, the, that event happened. So if you got to check that out, that's pretty cool. Ryan Otley was there. Uh, hopefully, you guys, everybody listening, got to check out his Twitter, his Instagram. Uh, he posted some really awesome sketches. We just got done looking through them. Uh, the skateboard was really cool. He actually drew on someone's skateboard. That battle beast that was all red. The best oh. one was the bloody Mickey Mouse. The Mickey Mouse that was hilarious. That might be my favorite, uh, one of my favorite ones he's ever done. Yeah. The conquest that he did, he actually had a live drawing, like a little yeah. five-second clip of him drawing that, didn't he? Yep, that he one was really neat. He was using, like, a white pen, too. It was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the Cyclops up there, he actually uses the white pen on a couple things. You know, yep. Pretty neat. Huh. Um, anything else come out of that convention, TJ? I didn't really see anything else, but... Um, the Gwynvincible April Fool's cover that was supposed to release with issue 135, there was actually a shipping error, um, and they instead shipped out all the Diamond Retailer Summit black and white versions of that variant. And so, you know, they actually asked all the um, all the comic shops and everybody to send them back. Um, and uh, the Invincible, you know, official Invincible Twitter said that there was, in fact, an error with the shipping of the regular covers and that they'll have more info soon. So... Uh, hopefully they'll still get those, you know, colored Gwynvincible variants out, out there because they're pretty cool looking. Other than that, uh, I just wanted to do a couple emails real quick before we jump into this issue. The first email comes from Devin Barry. He says, hey guys, my name is Devin. I'm a huge fan of Invincible and most recently your podcast. Mike Barrett was the one who pointed me in your direction of the podcast via Twitter. I'm very happy he did. I've been reading Invincible since the Vilchmite War. I've never read, seen, or heard anything greater in all of fiction. Um... He he says that I've been a, a comic reader for most of my life, but never gave indies much of a chance to Invincible, and I was always content with what Marvel and DC put out. Invincible opened my eyes to so many new books. 
The reason I'm telling you this is because much like how Invincible opened my eyes to comics, you guys opened my eyes to podcasts. I've never listened to podcasts before ever. You guys were hilarious, intelligent, fun. Yeah, thanks all. Thanks for all that, Devin. Um, he also says in in regards to episode 12, when you asked, "What do you think the comic needs to do before it ends?" I have an opinion on what I think it needs to happen, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. So Devin goes on to say that I think the one thing the comic needs to do is kill off Omni Man. The one thing I really think Kirkman and Otley need to do is have a huge battle on Earth between Thrag's child, Vultramate Army, and the Coalition Guardians slash everyone on Earth. In this fight, I think that Thrag should kill Omni-Man in front of everyone on Earth because it would be the perfect redemption for his character. It would resolve the first major conflict of the series introduced to us. Everyone on Earth will see that his sacrifice, uh, the sacrifice he made and forgive him for the heartbreaking mistake he made in Trade Paperback 3. Again, I would love to know your thoughts on this. Keep up the great work, guys. You have a listener for life. Love, Devin. P.S. Yes, I said love. Uh, I think that this is the one inevitable thing that's going to happen. I think Omni-Man is definitely going to die somehow. Yeah. I agree. We've I think Omni is going to... talked about this in past episodes, too. Like, I think, yeah, I think how is going to be... Yeah, I know, actually like the question. idea of him dying yeah, that's on idea. Earth. That's a come full circle. And that made me think, like, he's never actually gone back to Earth, like, publicly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's he, kind he was of forced on the moon to, Yeah, he was forced to stay on the moon. Yeah. You know, Interesting. in Star Wars, episode one... When Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are fighting Darth Maul, and then they have, like, the blast doors, and, or the, the laser doors, and then it shuts fucking um, yeah, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan out, out. and then Qui-Gon has oh, to fight he, him alone. Oh, he, like, screams? He just... It's, it's going to be something like that. Like, Mark's it's going to be Mark. It? Yeah, Mark's definitely going to see the... See the death, yeah. and I, I think it's going to be. Oh, to do it. what if it's what if it's execution style? What if Thrag executes Almost like Omni Man in uh, front a of a certain her. Walking Dead character? I don't know if we want to get into Walking Dead spoilers, but with a with a katana. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. No, but what if he like like news cameras everywhere, and he's and he's like, here's Omni Man, and he tears yeah. him in half, maybe because he wants Earth to think that Omni Man was still bad. There's mm. too much story there, though. Yeah. There's not enough time to talk about all that stuff Maybe. or to like get into that kind of conflict, I don't think. All right, and then one more email before we uh, get into the new issue. This is from Sean Aitchinson. And we'll have more emails, too, throughout, yeah. the, throughout the issue. We got a lot of emails this week. Thank you, everybody, for uh, sending them in. Uh, Sean Aitchinson wrote in. He says, Dear Invincible Podcast, my name is Sean, and I'm a writer-contributor for Comic Book Resources and a longtime fan of Invincible. I've been reading since my first year at San Diego Comic-Con in around 2008 or 2009. I was introduced when I walked up to the image booth and they suggested the book as like if Superman had a teenage son and that was alone enough to get me. I bought and read the first trade within the first two hours and immediately went back to buy the next two. Suffice it to say I was hooked so much so that I cosplayed cosplayed as Invincible for the next two years at San Diego Comic-Con. He goes on to say that uh, he's a big fan of the podcast and we actually got him to reread the series, and his girlfriend is into it as well. I love hearing the new reader episodes, and I also like hearing your thoughts on how it's all going to end. With all that said, he has a few conversation topics. Uh, one topic he wants us to talk about is actually Dragon Ball Z, which none of us have actually watched. Bill, you haven't watched it, right? You started it. That's untrue. Yeah, me and Liz started it. But your Liz is actually Liz the one who knows seen it. Like, uh, yeah. Well, okay. I don't know. I mean, it was a while since she was. Yeah. Since she watched so it. So I've actually reached out to Liz. You, if you're listening to this, you might know Liz. She's one of the new readers, um, and she's actually going to talk about this topic on the next new reader. I'm going to bring it up to her. So listen to that if you want to hear her take on uh, how Invincible kind of uh, correlates with Dragon Ball Z. Uh, the other thing uh, Sean wants to talk about is the subject of Terra's powers, and he. Talks about how he thinks Terra's going to get, you know, Eve's abilities and kind of become this, you know, uh, machine that, that, at the end that defeats Thrag. And we've talked a little bit about that. You know, this is a little bit older of an email. Um, 
But yeah, we we love that idea. We love I the idea. I don't. Really you don't like, like that? that? I don't want Terra to be the one to beat Thrag. I just oh, don't. okay, and maybe not, not beating not Thrag. That, but saying. I love the idea of her getting like these universe or reality altering powers, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a like yeah, a Scarlet like Witch. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, uh, especially because she won't have those blocks that Eve has, and um, yeah. So uh, his other theory has to do with, as you called it, the alien spaghetti monster returning for some time travel t- trickery. I think that whatever happens with the final battle, the alien is going to reboot everything once more to try and again to get Mark to change the future. Uh, Sean says that you know Mark will do no such thing, and the alien will punish him by not letting him return to the original timeline, and then from there, Mark will live out in a time loop where, where he returns to the beginning after the ending each time. And I think he'll take it in stride, getting to relive the, getting his powers, falling in love with Eve, and having a daughter all over again. And I think this would be a very invincible ending since it never truly ends. It will go on forever. I appreciate you sitting through this long-ass email. As always, keep up the good work. Sincerely, Sean Aitchison. P.S. I'm not writing love. Which, ironically, he did. I think that, <laughs> I think that kind of idea of it ending that way um, is really cool. Mm-hmm. When we read certain emails, there's ideas like there was one where there was like a dinosaurus theory, yeah, where he was gonna take all the reanimate. Like I got really excited at that idea. He kind of got me excited about that idea. Maybe mm-hmm. I like, I like the idea of you know Mark getting to relive it all over again. I definitely think the spaghetti monster thing is going to come back. You think so? I think it has to and come do back. What? Do what? It's definitely going to. If it, if yeah. it can, but I mean, if it's a time traveling dimensional being why does it care about the future that's set in this one timeline there, if this can... is this, this is the one reason i think it'll come back he said he was gonna it's, pay for yeah it's because he says that you've doomed us all like what does that mean i think that's the only reason it needs to come back if it was just like a little like thing just to do reboot and just kind of be like oh mm-hmm. it's done you know but oh, what well. what i mean what so what are what can this time thing do though Oh, can it know. go back maybe in time it just, and change things i don't or is think it just like an has, observer i don't think that it's a it's a um a villainous you know, thing. I, I think it's just. I think it's I think something it's like the that, Watcher that has just... that. It saw an opportunity to fix things and asked Mark, "Do you want to fix this?" And Mark chose not to, and he said, "Like I'm giving you a chance here mm-hmm. to fix this. If if you don't fix this, then you know you're gonna you're gonna fuck up the world." And Mark said, "I don't care. I I love my daughter too much to just let her go." Mm-hmm. So he came back, and now the spaghetti monster is saying. You know, the, the, I don't think there's anything you can do. But I think it's going to come back and just to say it's, I told you so. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's exciting. So let's jump into this. Issue 135 of Invincible. This is part three of 12 to the end of all things. Um, this cover is featuring um, Ursul, which I think is appropriate Front after reading center. this. Yeah, yeah, after reading this issue. Um <laughs> Awesome cover. I like it. Got some cool Thresha action. I like seeing um, Thrag with his back turned and all the, you know, his Iron army yep. and all the ships. Very cool cover. Um, first page, though, splash page right off the right off the bat. Uh, Ursul and another Viltrumite, you know, from the army uh, flying through these alien creatures. And then, you know, on the next page, Ursul lands shocked to see Thrag on the planet there talking to her. And, you know... Thrag is basically saying that he wants to set up a permanent base because he's always liked this planet. Now, I knew I had seen these aliens before, and I showed you guys right before we started recording. Mm -hmm. Issue 11, when Omni-Man is giving his speech, saying, like, you know, revealing to Mark the true intentions of the Viltrumites, and he mentions that there wasn't, you know, that they were, that they conquered planets. There's a two-page splash where it shows a Viltrumite standing over 
dead alien bodies and it's these aliens so it's interesting i wonder if maybe throughout time and again it might just be it might be nothing but i'm thinking maybe throughout time since the Voltramites dwindled down to such few numbers the coalition reclaimed this planet and these aliens and now the Voltramites are taking them back which I thought was pretty cool. They had to. That's the only thing that makes sense because why yeah. would they be retaking a planet that they had already conquered? Well, we know that they're systematically like conquering again, and they used to do that, but then right. they their numbers dwindled. So. Oh yeah, I guess. Oh, that's when before the the scourge. virus. Yeah, the scourge yeah. virus. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, Otley, I, I have I have an issue, and it's what did you just say? I was just gonna say Otley actually posted the inked version of uh, the first page, the splash cover, and just said. Uh, I love making things go splat because mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, we talked to him in our interview about how he, about why he, they chose to, uh, to end it. And he was just like, he was saying, you know, he, he wants to draw something new plus, uh, them in space, um, for a long time, there wasn't a lot going on. And I think that he's loving drawing this comic right now. Except I have my first Otley issue or my first Otley problem, problem with, yeah, Otley. with Otley. And it is the shot of Ursul kneeling before Thrag, and his hand is gigantic. And I understand the angle in which he was trying to go for, but this, he's done this angle better. Look at how small. Really, look at this picture. You know what? I honestly, I, I get. What, I see what you're talking about. I didn't even catch that, but I, yeah. I agree it with you. Me. I, I it bothers me. It bothers me too. And, but it's and, not something. I... And overall, I don't know what it was about. Maybe this issue, or maybe it's. And I was talking to Liz about this too, and I don't know if it's just knowing that it's gonna end. And Are you being this, super critical? And I'm being very critical, but I'm also... <laughs> I don't know if I'm being hyper-analytic with the pacing of it or not. Mm-hmm. But my overall feeling about this specific issue was that it just... It had some pacing issues in that, like... Interesting. It didn't really, really make... Like, if you, were, if you were to film a movie and then make really bad edits... Okay, okay. That's we're going to talk about what that. it feels like. We're going to talk about that. I actually have something to say about that. But then I, looking I at the first that, page... Oh, I think the that first this page issue, is gorgeous. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think that this issue was so much about the good guys as, as much as setting up the bad guys. I think that... Um, like, I mean, all that really happened with Invincible and everybody was that they showed up at the planet and, and attacked, or they've been, they're showing up at planets and attacking. Um, but what's going on with Ursul that we'll get into, like, in, in Thrag and how they're going planet to planet, I think I think this, this is, I, I don't want to call it a setup issue, because a lot happened in this issue. Um, but I think, I, I don't know. I yeah, don't, we'll get into it. I think that the pacing is fine. So right. after, you know, after Thrag... Um, and Ursula have their conversation about, you know, how the Voltram Empire uh, is thriving and that they're setting up their base of operations there. Um, the next page is, you know, the plan, you know, Mark's plan in action. You know, the previous issue ended with Mark saying he had a plan. And, you know, it shows Mark, Eve, Nolan, and uh, Thresha attacking this alien planet that's under Voltramite occupation. And they, you know, throw a spaceship into the shield generator and they start, you know, basically overthrowing the Vulturemite grasp on this, you know, planet. Um, I love seeing uh, Thresha just straight up killing these aliens and Eve having to stop her. Um, the, there was a one that uh, Invincible is like tackling. Yes. And I think he looks like Oliver. He does look a little bit like Oliver, that long hair. Like a younger Oliver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, 
they're we still don't quite know what their plan is at this point i love the page of nolan saying you need me to and mark's like no i got it i got it i'm just i'm just a little rusty okay but i got it um and you know seeing him beaten up and a little bloodied from fighting this vulture and wrestling him to the ground you know it looks like they're in a crater and mark says that they'll take them to the flagship and we'll find out what he knows that Voltramite says that he'll tell them nothing and then he'll just wait for his father to come. It's just a matter of time, right? And then on the next page, uh, it's Alan talking to what I'm assuming is the leader of that alien race that, you know, Thresha was fucking up. Uh, and ba- th- that leader of that race is basically telling Alan, like, hey, you know, we're not going to fight back if the Voltramites come back. We can't keep being torn back and forth between, you know, the coalition and the Viltramites. Like, they take us over, then we belong to you, then, you know, they take us I over think it's again. That's a really like, good point. I, I yeah, yeah I, was, I loved that conversation when, yeah. when he said that because um, it was a character that we don't know being intelligent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's somebody that, I, like, that I, we've never seen this character before and I'm already relating to him. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, they're, he's not just a pawn just because we don't know his character. You know what I mean? I know. They're, yeah. they're, they're, I, they're real lives. If I rule the planet, and this fucking alien race came by, and they were going to start killing him. I'd be like, oh, okay, like, what, what's going to happen? You're not going to really do anything. You're just going to be here? Okay, cool. Yeah. And then if uh, this other warring thing that came through, and they were, like, peaceful and wanted to keep us all alive, I'd be like, cool. Like, the Voltramites don't want to destroy or annihilate these planets. They just want them under their, their control. Rule. Yep. Or their rule. Same thing saying, with the coalition. Like, what the fuck's the difference? Like, we're like, not going to okay. be, we're not going to be with you just for you to abandon us. Exactly. And then, and then us be, you know left helpless to Thrag's army. And I like then, that he you know, says, my people can't take this. Yeah. And then Alan says, we have no plan to abandon you and focus our attention on other territories. We have a better way. So this was the only place that, you know, Alan and, you know, all of them planned on, you know, re-liberating or liberating or whatever. Um, Mark says, you don't need to fight. You just need to trust us. So and they keep referencing this plan. This plan, yes. Uh, next page. Space Racer is randomly do- he's doing what he does he, best. He's doing what he does best. He's doing something random, hanging out in space, right? And and living for just no reason. We don't know where he came he from. He's no just... reason to be alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where so, did you come from? <laughs> so he's following this Viltramite who's bloodied up and beaten up, and we don't and, know where he came okay, from. That's not the same Viltramite, right? No, that he has Mark short fought? hair. Yes, they didn't like. Bring him to the ship for interrogation. And cut his hair. Cut his hair and then release him just so Space Racer <laughs> could follow him. Like this felt really weird. And this was I, like, I, about I the think they captured a, a lot of them though. And I think he. Why not show him fly into space, beat up after say I don't know Omni Man or Nolan or Space Racer fought yeah. him, and then him fly away just to follow him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just felt really they, weird now, though. Are I agree we about missing that. something? Did they show this guy in no, the background I looked, somewhere getting? Pummeled. I looked over and over. He's not in this. So it's, I think we have to assume that this is another Viltramite from that planet that just escaped after getting beat up and Space Racer's following him. And contacted, and, you know, them as like, listen, I'm on this guy's tail. Yes. So that was Mark's plan. Mark's plan was to liberate one Not planet. Not plan. Okay. But, yeah. Part of the plan, the first yeah. step was to liberate a planet. Let one of the Voltramites ex- escape. Not capture them or say, you're free to go. Just yeah, like just let, them, let, let them think let that they got away. Let one get beat up, think they got away. Mm-hmm. Space Racer standing by, ready to follow him because that's what he does. He races in space. <laughs> and then just tail him just to, get, just to get his location. So their goal, and this is someone, I believe somebody wrote in, I'm sorry, but somebody wrote in last week and we kind of talked about like, are they just going to go straight to Thrag? You know what I mean? So this is Mark's plan is they're getting Thrag's location. So... Next page, 
Alan saying, are you sure about this plan? We get and, more and, hints about the plan. In but this. still, they don't blatantly say it but yet. But we get, like, major hints on this. Because oh, yeah. he's, uh, he's, you know, Alan says, are you sure about this plan? And Invincible's like, you're not. And he goes, can you blame me? I'm not sure I'm ready to go down this road again so soon. So soon. Not after what happened. And then Mark says, this is different. And he goes, how exactly is this different? And Eve goes, there's more at stake. If done right, this will save lives in bold letters. Save, meaning that last time they did it, it destroyed lives. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we're getting a lot of hints here, and I cannot think of what it is, but... Mm -hmm. And then Alan's saying... They're definitely giving us major hints. And then Alan's saying, I have to admit, this is unusual for you two. And, you know, Mark says, this is how we do things now. Back to the whole, you know... So what is Being a villain is bullshit. Or being a hero is bullshit. What is the plan, though, to go to Thrag and just kill Thrag? uh, uh, From what we know, I mean, that's the end of the issue, so we don't know yet. But I think the plan is to take the fight to Thrag, to just... I guess so. Hit like him fast like, and hard. Like yeah. Eve is saying, if done right, Everything. as in if killing Thrag, all the Viltramites, Viltramites won't have anybody to follow. Yeah, I guess. Right? I just, guess. This is what I mean. Do you see how like none of it really... I get they're, again, they're, it I get they're just... trying to be cryptic and like mm-hmm. not obvious and stuff like that. And, and even then, they're not really being cryptic. Like It shows them go to Thrag's planet like mm-hmm. at the end, you know? But I don't know. It's just the pacing felt off for me throughout the entire thing. Every page, it's a new pacing I think it's because they were trying to be cryptic. And I, I like that though because okay here's the thing there's a good way the to re- do it though the there's reason a good way the to do reason it. why I'm okay with it is if this plan is fucking insane mm-hmm. you know what I mean if it's something where we're like oh okay then I agree with you about the pacing that's they, all it's they gonna should, be right but you think it's Kill just Fred. gonna be that's all it is yeah dude I think that's that what Ryan's they got saying. something major I, uh, in mind like what they're, I think, gonna, I think they're gonna I think it involves the guardians. Uh, Guardians of the Globe. I think it involves everybody from Earth. Here's, I think wh- here's some, why I think they're making a play here. Some kind of I, I shocking s- play. It's I not like, oh, let's just go kill like Thrag. That, That's our plan the whole time. The reason why I don't think it'll involve the Guardians from Earth is because of what Eve said. You know, if done right, this will save lives. They're trying to involve as few people as possible, not bring it to Earth, not let it get out of hand, just get in there, surprise them, element of surprise. Because, Maybe. And I'm going to talk about this at the end of the issue. You know, the end of the issue is Thrag saying, finally, um, Last Thrag knew they were dead. Like this is them using the element of surprise, going to him. Not only does he, yeah, not only does he expect somebody to find him, but not the people he just killed. So they're using that now. What that I agree with you. That doesn't feel like it was portrayed easily in this issue, but maybe Mm -hmm. because that reveal is coming next issue. It's such, but okay. There better be something more because that's what I'm. I'm I'm, like the whole Guardians thing. I I think I think that would be cool. But yeah. what I am saying is that the plan is definitely not more. we're just going to kill Thrag. I think that there's going to be a lot more to that. Like, do you think it's going to be like in Galaxy Quest when they're flying the ship and then he's like, well, you're coming at me, you're, you're, I'll rip through you like tissue paper. And he's like, but I'm dragging mines. And it shows all the mines behind him. <laughs> and like all the mines are going to be like the Guardians. I haven't seen that movie in years. What? Yeah, I need to see it again. But you've um, seen Sky High probably like five thousand times, right? Too many times. No. Um, before, we move too up, many times. <laughs> before we move up this page, I... Uh, I think that Otley and uh, Fairbairn did an awesome job on this page. I love the coloring on Eve and Mark on the bottom of this. Turning the page and seeing this statue was so awesome. Um, yeah, so actually Mike Barrett wrote into us and said, uh, Battle Beast Planet, what in the holy fuck was that? <laughs> How can the Battle Beast react in that way? All those beasts could have easily killed Thrag or at least, or at the very least kicked Thrag off the planet. Do we think... Do we think this is it, the last we will see of Battle Beast Planet, or do you think it's a shell game? Show Thrag one thing while secretively working behind the scenes against him, 
was the prophecy of another just bullshit? So, so what's happening here is, you know, he they arrive at the planet and mm-hmm. uh, at the Battle Beast planet. Dragon and they're all kids. getting off. And it shows uh, I'm what I'm guessing the king of of the planet welcoming him king with open Rock. arms. King Rock. Yeah. No. Thok. No, King no. Rock. No, Thok was Battle Beast. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, King yeah, yeah. Rock is the one that welcomes him. Yeah, and he's, he's ta- he t- brings up Battle Beast and how he was good, but then he became a tyrant and, and all this. He became uh, obsessed. Know, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and thank God you killed him and, and all this other stuff. And Thrag is kind of taken back. He's like, this is unexpected. The, he, he, wasn't pl- he wasn't expecting a welcoming committee. And then one other Battle Beast, you know, or one other, you know, of his their Amb- kind. Ambassador Mock uh, says, uh, basically, what are you, what are you thinking? Mind. Like this guy is trying to enslave us, and why are we welcoming him? And then he gets fucking stabbed in the back for you know. Well, he said, he said, you know, he says, this man seeks to enslave us. He's, and then he's like, this is madness. This is Sparta. And then yeah, he said, no, this is actually Sparta, where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, in fact. no, so yeah, they have... kill that guy. They kill and you know Ambassador Mock for speaking out. Um, yeah, uh, my thoughts on this. Go for it. Is, I, have I also have thoughts. <laughs> is that this is part of the plan, the big plan, but them killing that guy makes me think that it's not a part of that plan. But it could be all a setup. Like it, maybe he's not dead or something. But I think that this this is so too. I guess weird. That's not yeah. the word I'm looking for. Oh, um, oh. Mm. to to just think that it's um, over and done know, with. Yeah, yeah. Bill. So Heath. So Mike Barrett had said, couldn't those all those beasts have like killed Thrag and all that thing like that? Here's my thought process. That's like saying that everybody that uh, lives on Earth is Superman. You know, I do agree that just like that Battle, Battle Beast was, probably was a an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree that right. he was an anomaly. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about is: Do I think that it's like a two, like a you know, do they have another plan? I think so. I agree. I think I absolutely think so. I think that that was that guy maybe not even be dead. You know I think mean? he is, and I think that this just might be part of their culture. You know, this is just another yeah. alien race. Maybe killing somebody, that's a sacrifice that he was willing to take. Right. Because but, maybe that guy dying, he knew he was going to... Um, he knew, Like, say they knew this was about to happen, and they were like, okay, here's the plan. Ambassador Mock, you're going to speak out, and we're going to kill you in front of him. You're going to sacrifice yourself so that we can move on with our plan, yeah, which right. I don't think has I, anything I to do with Marx. I agree that it would be something like that. I don't think it would be, like, the culture or something. Like, it definitely... Okay, maybe if, it's... If yeah. it's... If, if, this is just a plan and they're actually good and they're they're going against Thrag, then the death of that, you know, guy will be explained yes. in, in some way. They're not just going to like, oh, we're actually good because that would defeat the purpose of their redemption, mm-hmm. of the of let Battle Beast planet redemption. I now, mean Battle Beast wanted to be killed in battle. Like he, yeah. he thought it was an honor to die. He was excited to die. This guy Maybe if, that if is he their was culture. part of the plan, yeah. Like that's a good idea. Here's the other thing. Why are we trying so hard to make this this planet good like maybe the maybe he doesn't care maybe he is like yeah sure we like the vulture we like the some one person to rule us because that's what we had to begin with is it because we like battle beasts that we want these guys to be good guys well 
this this is this guy Thrag, this Viltrumite, was also the one who took down Battleby, so he's a superior warrior. They it's loved, cool. yeah. So they, they loved Thok they, or Battleby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they, but they also respected the person who killed him, just like Thok did. Yeah. And I will, I will forever call him Thok now. Now that I know Thok? his name. No, you won't. I will. Um, Thok. God bless you, Thok. <laughs> But, but they, at the I same mean, they, time, another another thing is uh, the very last thing that Mike said was, um, do we think that the the um, there is another mm-hmm. is is just bullshit? I don't think that, and I think that there is another um, you know battle beast mm-hmm. that's going to be you know that's going to rise up. And how are they going to introduce that when the entire planet just gave up on him? If the entire planet gave up or like Maybe is that, surrendering to thought yeah. or, or surrendering to Thrag, do you think that this? There is another. This thing is going to be now working with Thrag. I wonder. I have a feeling. Uh, oh, that's an interesting theory. But uh. I think that showing this planet and there still being the mystery of there being, you know, the prophecy uh, is not a coincidence. You, I think the you, prophecy and what happened in this scene have to go hand in hand. Whether the prophecy, you know, is going to, you know, flip this back to the way it should be or what. But yes, you know, you know who Ambassador Mock is, right? He's the hmm. one who said there is another. Was no. it? Oh, we should look yes, back at that. Was. It might have TJ, been actually. His name is Ambassador Mock. You know as what? an ambassador to the coalition. We're gonna to, yeah, we're gonna have to look it's that up. Him. I it's agree him. that it probably is. Go back. But I want to. I don't remember what issue that is. It's like it's, one. It's got to be fifteen or something. Yeah. No, no, no. Because no. when did when did when did Battle no, Beast die? died in like one nineteen one twenty. So it'd have to be the issue after that. Oh, you're right. It probably would be. I don't know. We'll look it up later. That's him. He's the one who said it. Or we'll pause it right now and look. And we're back because we had to look that up. If you look at issue 122, in which Alan gives the news of the death of Battle Beast... To the Coalition. To the Coalition, the Council of the Coalition. There he is, Ambassador Mock. That is him sitting there saying that, you know, there is the prophecy of another. Awesome. So this is even more solidifying the fact that it is some kind of plan. Something's going on. So the guy that just... That prophesied it was the one that just died. Awesome. But... That's so cool. But... I think that this more solidifies your idea, Ryan, in that this was all part of the plan and he sacrificed himself because he is the ambassador he's to the, the coalition. So it. he is the one who could talk to Alan directly and Alan's like, hey, this is kind of our plan. Oh, and so he's like, you know what? I have, a, I have a really good idea. So that goes back to what TJ's saying, that this might have to do with the big plan. Yeah, it's got to be. I his, think, his, interesting. I think they're all working together. Interesting. It, it being the ambassador being murdered and he's the one who is the ambassador to the coalition yeah. is not a, a coincidence. coincidence. Crazy. Awesome. Okay, moving on. Space Racer's still racing. He's still, uh... <laughs> he's, still, <laughs> he's still following that, uh, that Viltrumite. Uh, and he says, yeah, he led me right to him. Uh, Debbie and Tara. I did not, and I think we talked about this, I did not expect to see Tara or Debbie for yeah. at least three issues. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. We're like, we're probably not going to see them again until... Mm-hmm. Great conversation, though. Debbie talks about how she used to live there and um, how Tara, Tara's scared that, you know, her daddy will go away and she'll forget him or, or that she'll forget him again. And, I love that. Yeah, really good. And, you know, Debbie saying that you have to be strong and then Tara trying to be strong by just squeezing really hard. Then what I think is a very important scene, uh, these next two pages, uh the arrival of Thrag, and then one of his children kneeling down and offering him a trophy, which I think the trophy, that's a Viltrumite ship, right? On the top of the trophy? Kind of looks like one. Mm, no, it just looks like a, just I a mean, shape. it could be the shape. Yeah. But. Um, he's, he's like, you know, this Viltrumite son is kneeling down saying, in honor of your recent victory, we want to present you with, and then Thrag just 
punches him. Get out of my way. Yes, father. Sorry, father. And and Ursul like scowling. That, what does that look mean? It. What does that look mean? I mean, obviously we know, but here she is angry that their great leader is mm-hmm. not really a leader. He's a selfish. Goes like, back to last ca- issue. All he cares about is himself. He mm-hmm. doesn't care about you know. He doesn't care about the Vol- Viltrum Empire. He cares about his like him. Mm-hmm. I still think he kind of does though, because there's know. there's he just does he never really shows that. Well, he's he's because the, there was that one there was that one page, uh, I think it was in one thirty three where he almost like crushed her head, and then yeah yeah I mean her. I, yeah he was just controlling himself though to not lose her. That, I think that was I last that was last issue was it actually last yeah issue? it was the beginning of last wow. issue one thirty four yeah so I mean obviously it's tying directly into that and then mate. Uh, one of my favorite pages in this issue i love this page uh just ursa walking along uh the side of a giant viltrumite logo looking at it scowling and then punching it um and she looks surprised well she's surprised because of her punch making such a loud noise but it wasn't her punch that right, made the noise that makes the because it happens again comes again yeah the and womb. and you find out that that loud noise that she heard when she punched it was actually space racer shooting up the place so before we move on space to... racer shooting, shooting up, up the place. place yeah before we move on to that though what does this mean i mean ursel is i mean this is a kind of a big deal like this is nailing home the fact that she's kind of defiant to what thrag is doing and i mean think back she to will be his undoing you think yeah, so so yes. is this a governor moment spoilers for the walking dead comic and i think the show but i mean the governor was taken out from someone inside you know like he was shot yeah by one of his own by the girl yeah yeah so i mean i don't know if she's gonna be his undoing but i think she would definitely lead to it yeah Yeah. she's not gonna be the one to like kill him she will die she will she will throw a punch and maybe hurt him pretty bad you think drag would kill her yeah he's gonna tear her maybe that was foreshadowing if if she betrays him he's gonna fuck he's not even gonna think about it he's not gonna think about it but this is kind of cool but it won't matter it won't matter because whatever she does is going to it's gonna um cause it, yeah it's gonna and be something how convenient really that bad for thrag she finally kind of comes to a breaking point and what do you know but space wait, wait, wait. racer wait okay so look at so space and racer guess what he's dragon he's dragon he's dragon mines just like galaxy quest oh, you know sorry. like how yep. he flies and no. then behind him i guess it's behind him right because where like they just show up see what, what i mean? mean first the panel is space racer flying away from a building that he well, presumably he's, blew he's, up yeah he's shooting buildings and then also attacking the city is here we got this uh, two splash pages in a row awesome looking pages this uh two-page splash of mark ellen you know omni-man and eve this will be a print oh yeah it should be Probably it does look like it cons. I, the I, coloring everything about this page is gorgeous yeah mm. no i love it it's got all the main characters right now yeah i love it yeah so final page is Thrag looking out the window at this attack, and we're assuming this is that planet from the beginning of this page or this issue, right? Where they want their central base to be. Yeah. Uh, and him saying, "Finally." He's not even. He doesn't even like care that they're still alive. It wasn't even a. So deal yeah, that's the thing. Is that going to be like next issue? They fight, and he's like, it's "So be you like survived, quick, huh?" Exactly. It's gonna yeah. be something quick. Yeah, I agree. Which is dumb because it was such a big deal that yeah, I guess so. Like it's not gonna be. But here's here's my problem with this if there's not more to this plan if they're not going to be like we surrender thrag we surrender to you mm-hmm. then it better go right because they, it, they walked right fun. into this okay so one two three four five six seven there are seven 
Voltramites flying at them right now, not counting the fucking the, hundreds. What about all the ones that were kneeling? The ones that were kneeling right. down when he arrived. One, two, there's, three. There's, there four. look like they're yeah. There's four. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more. You're right. Planet, there's got to be more. Entire, uh, an entire planet. Like they either ha- there has to be more, or they're gonna be like here's Mars the plan. Like go straight for Thrag. All of us gang up on him and then bounce. They can't. Like, go, they can't how, how, how are they going to find them? How are they going to fight them? Yeah. How, how are all if all four of them fly as fast as they can at Thrag? They're going to intercept. They're not going to kill them. They might hurt them, but then as soon as they a second goes by, a whole planet of Ultramites is going to be on them. Whatever mm-hmm. this big plan is, it's going to be in the next issue for sure. Yeah. I guarantee. I can I have a prediction because now I have a prediction. Okay. I think that they're going to stop, and they're going to be like, "We surrender." I think that they're just. It's going to be, be something. They're going like to be taken down, but really, you think so? I think I don't wow. think they're going to be taken out. I think they're not going to put up a fight. They're going to stop. And they're so do you like, think that's way too suspicious? They have to be. They have to get. They have to fight a little bit and then be like, well, "Oh, fuck, you got to think. You got to think. Maybe there's. We surrender. No, they might. You, and that that raises another question too. Why would Thrag take them as prisoners? So, Bill, what you want to see, or what you're saying, will probably or could happen, is they are presented to Thrag, beat up and bloody for Thrag to give the order to either execute or something, and that's when the plan will enact. No, I think the, the plan's going to happen right the next, the very next page that doesn't happen right now, but in the next issue, is going to be them throwing up their arms, surrendering. So that's what I mean. After Bam, they, we're here! Oh, and we surrender. Why would they do that because, and not but, fight? But what I'm saying, Bill, is you want them to get a face-to-face with Thrag in surrender in order to do something. In order to do something. Yeah, yeah that's right, what I'm but saying. But they're not just going to surrender. Who knows, TJ? We will find out, won't we? Will, we? won't we? Oh, let's stick well, a pin let's in stick it. A pin ah. in it. Ah. Oh, I'm so right about this. You're so wrong. No. You're so wrong. No, I'm not. The first page is going to be, we surrender. Well, you know what? <laughs> maybe maybe the next on will yeah. give us a little All right, give bit us of the, a... Bill, give us the next on. All right, so first the cover. Oh, my God. This is the one that's all blood. Uh, maybe they don't surrender right away. Oh, oh they're weird. Def- <laughs> weird. Oh, the covers, first of all, never... I mean, they intentionally mislead, yeah. but there, there's definitely going to be some fighting in next there's issue. There's a lot of blood. Ugh. No one is covered. Eve's front and center, which means... No, so, no, I mean, Eve could have a major role in this. So, The End of All Things, Part 4. Thrag's new Viltramite stronghold is under attack. Invincible and the Coalition of Planets have decided to take the fight right to the source, resulting in the bloodiest battle thus far so how can it be the bloodiest battle thus far if the very, they just turn the page and it's like we surrender right i agree where i mean they i'm they what if they do what if they say okay i surrender <laughs> and then they get pummeled and, that, and then they're all bloody we could both be right tj uh we can't both be right we no we're i'm telling you we're not both right they're not gonna like because the first thing that happens is bam we're here and they come in a cloud I, of smoke and then they're like we surrender Thrag's gonna be like oh something is fucking yeah, maybe suspicious they would just destroy that building over there and be like oh we surrender yeah, that, that is true <laughs> I do think that there's something more to this though like cause you're right I mean what are they going to do do they stand a chance no they do not stand a chance in their current position they will die I think that there is going to be a fight and that there's going to be like a uh, let's he- take them to our leader and then Thrag is there and then something happens but Thrag the second I feel like the second Thrag sees them he's gonna fucking kill them he's yeah. got no reason to keep Thrag them alive Thrag will not wait in the background he's going to fly out and be a part of the fight he's I, be front can, I agree with Here's, that yeah. I have a prediction I think somebody is going to die in the next issue and I think I it's time I agree with that too it's gonna be space, space racer. racer. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It's time. Space racer. It's time. Space he racer. got a spot. Awesome. He got so much screen time in this issue, and somebody One has thing to die. I will tell somebody you has is to that die next issue. Drag and space racer will be in the same scene together. We're gonna to get some fucking answers. If we don't get answers in the next <laughs> issue, like, we are not getting answers. Ah, you're going to elude me again, are you? <laughs> what if? Wait a minute. What, <laughs> what if space racer turns on them? Yeah, that's oh, what fuck. I was just gonna say. 
What if Space Racer kills Nolan? Oh my Space god. Space Racer is not going to be his the gun, one though. to kill fucking Nolan. No his fucking way. His gun. No way. His gun. Would you be pissed? If Space Racer kills fucking <laughs> Omni Man? <laughs> hell yeah. Do you do we are we all in agreement that that the way that that issue ended with Space Racer running from Thrag and Thrag was gaining on him mm-hmm. was Here's what the, the thing. fuck happened? Here's the thing. So we've talked about it several times. We've talked about it several times, and the only reason why I think it's a big deal is because that's how an issue ended. It was a splash page at the end. If it was kind of like, oh, he's, but how even the fuck still, did he, how did he get away? Did he get caught? What what happened to Thrag afterwards? Mm-hmm. Why didn't Space Racer say anything? Like we don't know his report. We didn't hear about it. Granted, it was five years later, but still, there are like, what there the are a, there's. I feel like there's a lot of characters they could have brought back for the this ending, and the fact that they chose. Space race. They chose space a- space racer, and Thresha. Why space racer? Because something's there. Well, then again, he is the one that goes into fights with Alan, and like he has been. He is kind of like the coalition's go-to. Yeah, but it's just space it's, racer. It's, space it's, racer. <laughs> it's a simple sentence to like Kirkman can come up with a mm-hmm. simple sentence. We'll see to explain. We'll see. It, that was before. Hasn't. That was before it was ending. But he, hasn't. he hasn't. Yeah. Ready. We'll see. But, but he, he hasn't. No. No way. we'll see we'll find out soon um also in the pen bed spell section uh kirkman teases maybe what's next a video game that would be awesome i'd love a video game. i had a dream telltale video game it'll probably be telltale you're right it will absolutely be i had a dream that skybound released the trailer for the movie and uh there was an announcement for the video game uh on the same day Mm -hmm. and i remember it was like I don't, you know how dreams are like kind of weird mm-hmm. and you don't know yeah. why you know certain things, but mm-hmm. it was at the end of July. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Obviously, the trailer uh, is not going to come out at the end of July, no. but, but uh, the game announced maybe next year. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if it's next July? What if it's in a, what if it's be. in a July? I think we're going to get a video game announcement before I'm next excited July. because I think, you know, soon, eventually, maybe after an announcement or something like that, but I want to have a video game episode. You know, talking about Invincible as a video game, how it would work, what we want to see, and maybe talk about some video games we're playing. And I think the like inevitable that. one is, I, I, I'd put so much money on the fact that we're going to have a Telltale one. Mm-hmm. At well, because Skybound's already least. working with right, exactly. Telltale. The Walking yeah. Dead, if which there's is a Walking with Dead the comic, one, not the, the show. Walking so. Dead like put Telltale on the map. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah it did. Uh, on a whole, on a on a new level because Telltale's been doing a lot of games for a long time, but yeah. like to the they brought it to the masses. Yeah, you know. Uh, Sean Mackowitz and Robert Kirkman also uh, leave the Penvet Spell section by teasing headbutts. So many headbutts next issue. So we're going to get some fights and it's going to be great. Um, Eve's head is going to get crushed. Eve's going to die. What if someone dies okay, by so repeated headbutts? That's that's interesting. We've never seen that before, have we? I mean, that's his way of teasing it. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? I'm being sarcastic. Okay, right. I'm being sarcastic. Be like, uh, it was conquest. Remember when, remember when fucking Kirkman said? Um, what? Uh, we've got uh, another couple emails. TJ, you've got one for us, right? Yeah, from Niall. First time ever writing in. <laughs> That's very not true. Uh, hey guys, love this month's issue. Very, Just very confused on Mark's plan. Still haven't figured out uh, what he may do yet. Or when the fuck Kirkman will tell us what happened to Space Racer on his mission in <laughs> space. Fucking A! Uh, TBH, I thought... He was going to go MIA again while tailgating the Viltramite. Thok. His <laughs> real name is Thok. Rest in peace to Battle Beast. Uh, the statue of him was really nice, but his people are something else. I really hope Ursul will defect very soon. But I was reading online and I see that people think she may get her brothers to overthrow Thrag and she become the ruler. 
very torn between the two ideas. Keep up the great work, guys. You know what? I've been thinking about this a lot lately. They're not going to straight up kill all the Viltrumites. And if Omni-Man dies, is Mark going to actually be the ruler? I mean, yes. maybe Ursul will rule and be a good ruler of the Viltrumites. I think that that role is saved for Invincible. Because I think of... that's what it, what Invincible Invincible is going to do after this ends. I think he's going to become the new ruler. It'd after be cool Omni-Man. if she was like a general to him, right? But that like would a... almost be like an obvious trope that Invincible. I mean, prides itself on not doing so. Maybe he has he to. Won't. He has to be for a little bit in order for King Omni Man or King Immortal to say so. Oh fuck, you're right. Can I? Can All I? Right. Can I add a little something? Can I give no, a little, little, no, little, little, no, kick, little kick to it? Uh, and the it, Mark grew up thinking that Omni Man started this um, this planet rehabilitation um, mm. coalition. I think. That's what Invincible is going to do. <laughs> Bringing it full circle. That's pretty cool. I oh, like that. Oh, I hate that you came up with that because I like it. I, I like fucking it. hate it. I like it. Please, God, Kirkman. Is, do you think he's done writing it already, right? You think it's done? Oh, it's done. Yeah, he's done writing <sighs> it. Go back and do edits, rewrites. Don't do that editing. He's going to do it. That's my prediction. That's cool. I like that. Uh, Bill, you've got an email for us. I do. And this is from new... Uh, the, the headline is New Listener. And it's from Tim Z. Hey, guys. I just found... Your podcast, and I like what I'm hearing. I'm a big Invinci fan, so it's good to hear other fans of the comic. I've been reading the comic since issue 98, and then went back and collected a bunch of older issues. I absolutely love the whole Rex robot saga, him and Amanda's 700-year stay in the Flax on Dimension, and their return, and especially his takeover was fantastic. I just read 135, and I'm glad that things are finally moving with the war on Thrag. My question is... Do you think issues 118 through 132 were needed? I feel like it could have been condensed to like five or eight issues. You guys talked about filler in your last podcast, and I feel like there was a lot of filler during that time. From 118 to 132, the most interesting things are, or were, Thrag vs. Battlebeast, Terra getting older, Alan is like a chancellor and foils the assassination attempt, Earth is uh, better under Rex's rule, and Mark went on a five-year dream time skip. Let me know what you think, fan to fan. I'll be listening to your next show. Tim. I'll say right off the bat that I think it's weird to include issues 23 through 26 in there, being that it's reboot. Yeah. And I know that it's not, like, very contrary to the story right now, but, I mean, I think I kinda, we can all agree that it will be. I think reboot, um, being, reboot was amazing. Being, yeah, being three issues, I think a lot of it was fan service, and I loved it because it was fan service. It was throwback. It was... It was, you know, the musical. The it was it was the musical episode of Buffy. It was yeah. for fun. Yeah, it was so for fun. For, to to your question, yeah, absolutely, it was filler. Did it need to? Did reboot need to be three issues? No, but did we love it? Did you love it? Yeah. I loved reboot. Yes. Yeah. What, I, but, what, if we're only talking about reboot, I don't. I don't think that reboot was filler though. I I, I disagree with well, you about enjoy, that. Spaghetti Monster I mean, was. Something. I think the Spaghetti Monster's coming back, and it's gonna. Be, it's you know. It's There'll be, be a, a reason for like it. that to mention. That I mean, time. Yeah, it had the, nothing. It has nothing to do with the anything. first one. He goes there. The third one, he comes back. The right. middle one was just him being there, and that was fun. I, I mean, yeah, yeah maybe he could have done without I mean. the middle one, but I don't In care. It was fun. About eighteen through twenty-two. Um, if you go back to our interview with Otley, uh, he talks about how this is kind of where he was kind of getting bored with the with with drawing it because it's it was all in space and there wasn't a lot of action. But not talking about Otley, talking about reading and talking about story talking about Kirkman I enjoyed it too because I, I it, there wasn't a lot of action 
but it was I thought it was a good story. It wasn't the best of all 135 issues that we currently have. Sure, it wasn't, but I don't I wouldn't necessarily call it filler. Yeah, I think I think, it, I think that it was just a lot different, you know. And that's a lot of story, and that's but it a, was good story. Yeah, and that's what we've talked about with Otley and on this podcast a lot is that that was when Invincible was different. You know, what I mean, it was about family life for a lot of it. You know, it was Mark dealing with being a father. You know, uh, eating bad food. You know, getting used to an alien planet. Um, it, it was went him on living for, a normal life. Yeah, it went mm-hmm. on for more issues than you know we probably expected but looking at where we are now i think a lot of those times i mean a lot of that was important you know we wouldn't feel the connection that mark feels for tara if we didn't have a lot of those um go ahead can i tell you something yeah so i enjoyed all of that stuff and maybe it's because i am a family man i have a wife i have a daughter i have a son i enjoyed all of that like the the issue of was Mark going to the bathroom and sitting on the toilet yes. and him and Eve like, like oh eating, my God, what did, you, did that come was, out of you? Yeah, was that was in eating this, Helena's. This yeah. was in this arc. I thought all of that was better than what we just read. Wow. I enjoyed that more well, than you know what I had then? just read. Uh, Tim, Tim, I guess that, you know, it's just different people like different things. Because, yeah, Bill, Very you, subjective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was very different. Like we've talked about before, you know, that some people didn't like that era and some people do. You know, and filler it might, is such a funny thing though because filler isn't always it's yeah, it's, neat, it has a negative connotation. Yeah, we talked about that. It, yeah. Filler is always considered a negative thing, but that doesn't mean it, it's you're right. That is what we talked about last week. How, you can't you can't just have someone say in a comic book or in any kind of media or movie, hey, this person is important to this person. Just go with it. All mm-hmm. right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell you that they just like each other. They're in love. Oh, they're a family. Yeah, if, as opposed to actually showing them build this relationship. Yeah, imagine like, if somebody like, oh, issue four is where you know the fighting is gonna start happening in the end of all things. So we just tell people, oh, skip one, two, and three. Just go right to issue four. Like that that context is needed. It Not is just that. Needed. It, it's needed because another thing too is that this isn't like comic books back in like the 70s where each like each issue had its own villain that and then they there's a there's an end to it each issue it's drawn out because it's an ongoing story and when it's drawn out like that each individual issue as its individual self can i understand how it can feel like it's filler but it's really not if you put it all together Mm -hmm. yeah like i'm going to use a real life example ryan you and katie are married you could have told us oh okay so you know a month into it or whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm going to marry this girl and her name's Katie and cool. And be like, Oh cool. You're married. Holy shit. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Or we could have spent five years. You building this relationship with Katie, having all those funny stories, building that relationship and me experiencing it with you. Mm -hmm. And it means more, but that's what I'm saying. I think where Tim is coming from is do you, as an outside person, you know, you know, experiencing the story of Ryan and Katie getting married, do you need, five years of us dating in order to get, you know, it, again, it comes down to, it, it, it comes down to what, more. Yes. you're invested in more I agree. to those characters. It's just but some I don't people think have 18 a, through 22 was building Mark and Eve's relationship. It I was think building was the family more. relationship. Yeah. And there was a lot of drama there. And not too. only family, but like Alan and mm-hmm. Oliver. And, well, know. yeah, I was going to say that's when we got some Oliver and, you know, looking back, that was kind of cool getting to see him as we got to see him in a rare age. That yes. wasn't, I mean, there was so much of him as a young mm-hmm. Oliver and now we're not going to see Oliver anymore. We got to see Oliver as a like adult for such a short time. The reason why we feel the way we do about certain characters is because so much time was spent on them, mm-hmm. in, in these quote unquote filler episodes yeah. or, or issues. And uh, and it's one of those things that I think that we're always going to look back and enjoy things more, especially rereading and everything like that. So mm-hmm. okay, so that does it for a new issue discussion. Let's move on now to the fan spotlight. 
All right, we're here with Rob Hagemeister. I got it right, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. So welcome to the podcast, Rob. Thanks. So, yeah, Invincible Movie. That's did- Yeah, far out, right? Congratulations. Hooray. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like I won something. What's that? Feels like you won something. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I won something. We did win something. Like I'm the, the dreams come true. Like I'm the champion or something, you know? Like this this whole time I've been waiting for something to happen and then you get the announcement and it's just, you know, I'm excited, man. Really excited. Yeah, we are too. What how how long have you been reading Invincible for? Uh, you know, I was trying to figure it out cuz I knew you guys were going to ask me that. I think I picked up in the 30s. Okay. Yeah. I, wow, that's yeah. I started reading when Angstrom was the main guy, the villain. So it was all the intradimensional stuff that kind of sucked me into it. And then, you know, I got a little bit more into it. And uh, I had a friend that worked in a comic shop that turned me on to it. So that's all it took, man. It was just like one issue. Here's Ryan Otley. This is some new shit. And that's all, that's all it took. Nice. What, what got you into it in the first place? Was it Otley's art or was it? You know, it was uh, it was actually The Walking Dead that turned me on to it. It was the the Kirkman's writing, I think, that kind of grabbed me. And like I said, my friend was working in a comic shop, and he said, "Hey, you, you're reading The Walking Dead. You should check this out. It's the same guy." And I kind of flipped through it, and I was like, "This is this is fucking amazing!" Awesome. And it was you know, Invincible has a crazy sales for trade paperbacks, and I think that's kind of what I did was I went back and I bought the first couple of trades I'd missed and. Then you want the floppies, and then the next thing you know, you have like the same comic like five different ways. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now I think that's interesting because um, most I think I think a lot of people found Invincible through Walking Dead, and it's interesting that it's very possible that there's going to be a lot of people that find the Invincible movie through Walking Dead because people are going to say, "Oh, this movie that's coming out, it's the same guy that does the Walking Dead." Yeah, mm-hmm. no question. Well, that's what they hope. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, having Kirkman's name on anything is a huge selling point, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I just hope they don't mess it up. Yeah, yeah. So, for listeners uh, that follow Ryan, sure. Ryan Otley online, I'm sure you've seen, you know, Rob, you know, his name pop up now and then. Is it safe to say that you, you have to have the biggest collection of Invincible original art? Um, I, I know Otley has a ton, and I'm pretty, <laughs> sure, and I'm pretty sure Robert Kirkman has a ton. Yeah. But... I think I got a nice stack, man. I got maybe three and a half inches thick, four Jeez, inches stack. That's, that's fucking crazy. Wow. So how did that start? Like, were you just like that in love with the comic that all of a sudden you just start picking it up here and there and then? Well, no, it started with uh, commissions, man. I was like really into getting commissions. Um, this artist named Chris Uminga uh, lives up northeast that a friend of mine saw something. I saw some stuff he had been doing and I, I reached out to him and I realized that, you know, there's artists that will draw anything that you want yeah and really getting into invincible and the commissions were nuts and then i realized i could get the original art and i think the actual one of the first pages i got was from uh when the warehouse blows up from that first arc i read when uh angstrom mallers yeah that was one of the first pages i bought and you know it's kind of like uh back then it was mark hay was the rep for otley still so you could buy a ton of his art there and Corey Walker lived out here in Phoenix, so he was doing like three shows a year, and I just kind of would flip through his portfolio and, you know, take whatever whatever stuff looked good, and it was all pretty pretty inexpensive, you know. Wow. So, awesome. I was a uh, yeah man. I've just been and actually I, I didn't meet Otley until a couple of years later, as when I was going to the 
cons, like my family, we'd go, we went to San Diego for 10 years in a row and I just never wasn't into Invincible at the time. And, you know, my kids said this was like 2005 was maybe our last year. And I realized I looked around and there's 120,000 people. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is fucking crazy. We got to get out of here. I can't so, imagine going to San yeah. Diego. Yeah, it's just nuts, man. You know, especially when you got, you know, my wife and two kids, little kids, and just trying to keep track of them. But mm -hmm. so I I didn't run cr cross paths with Otley for a while. And then I went out to a, actually made a trip out to Salt Lake one year just specifically to go through his portfolios. And I, I think I came home with like 35 pages and seven covers or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, what else were we going to say, TJ? I thought there was something else. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you, like, Invincible's ending. What are yeah. some things that you really you want, want to, to see happen. happen? Yeah. You know, here's what I want, man. The perfect ending for me is I just want everybody to be dead. <laughs> I just want to just kill, kill everybody because I don't want to have to think about what happened next. Afterwards, yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. So you want it, you know, like, like I don't want confirmed. everybody to be there. Yeah, I just want to fucking finish it all. Done. Everybody's dead. Like, you know, I mean, the planet so built, built so easy, you know, blow up Earth like that, and then everybody just dies. Oh, you want Earth gone, too? You want, like, the fucking universe gone? I mean, they gone. said, I mean, they, they said you will bring what, out the end of all of us. Yeah. What, know, issue, like yeah. what issue 100 was supposed to be? Yeah, like, and, but and look at what it turned out to be, right? I don't right. want it to be anything like that, like a, like a tease, and then, yeah. oh, it's just this, like, I, I would hate to see the last shot is Tara, like, looking over like she's going to be the next superhero and I'm just left standing there like what the fuck what what I need to know what happens because yeah, then we're never going to get ever ever going to get that comic maybe I mean, but then there's the fact that the, oh maybe we will but you don't you don't want that maybe it's going to continue gonna you just want it to end right I want it to be all done that's okay. what and then have a nice <laughs> volume of issues going into whatever we have coming up mm -hmm. you know so and you think I, there I could be something coming up well, like besides the movie, you know, I mean, I think there's just so much room for television and an online series or, you know, I, a three films, nine films. Who knows, man? I mean, they're yeah. if they do it right. Yeah. I mean, look, do you think you think Kirkman thought Walking Dead was going to be as big as it is when he started? No you know, right. I have to think there's no fucking way he thought. There'd be Walking Dead, like, USB drives and thumbstick shit. <laughs> there's, a, there's an island you know, target of Walking Dead stuff. Dead. Yeah. It's just nuts, man. Pajamas and all that. There's no way the dude was like, oh, this is all going to happen. I, I just, I'm a little nervous that that may happen with Invincible also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it we talked absolutely about that. Like, is going to. It's yeah, walking, like, walking that to. hot topic. <laughs> yeah, just like a bastardization and just, like, rape and pillage, like, Disney and Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I just don't want to see that. Halloween. Halloween, people are going to be running around in invincible costumes. Yeah, red wigs and all the little silly masks and everything, you know. But, I mean, it's it's just big money from now on, you know. I'd yeah. love to see, like, $150 million budget on a Universal film, you know. Yeah. I'd love to. Mm -hmm. But, Who again, is... like, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, but then again, like we talked about in the past, it's nice to know that Invincible we, will be over when that happens. Right. You know, unlike, unlike Walking Dead. Yeah. And, you know, I know there's some with the fans that they have issues with. Hey, well, this is different in the comic and they're not they're trying to follow it, but changing things. I, I just you know, I think that the Invincible Universe is just so well it's laid out so well that you could go and panel for panel on screen and people are going to just lose their shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, TJ. What do you have? Just curious. Who's your favorite character? If you can. Who's the first one that comes out? The Angstrom is my favorite. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm a big fan of Omni Man as well. Like I think one of the main themes that Invincible, what I love about Invincible is the father son theme. Oh, yeah. Like the whole book, the whole book is about the Grayson family, you know. And I love the fact that they're that Nolan and Invincible and there's there's always they've had they've had a catch like four times in the series, and that's like I'm, we're huge baseball fans in my family, so I have this huge tie with like, you know, baseball, and They're I love being a. Yeah, I've tried to find those pages for like the last six years, man. I can't like, and then <laughs> Corey did this one, and I was like, oh, it's all digital. I'm never gonna get that, you know. Oh, so, that's right. yeah, but yeah. it's you know a matter of trying to find pages at this point, little specific pages. Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna wrap up here. We got to get going, but thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us and talking. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Anytime. Remember, you can find us on uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook. Email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Later. Bye. See ya. Arrival of Thrag coming back from assuming that'll be planet.